Welcome to Great Points, financial insights for improving your relationship with money. I'm Matt Schroeder, Certified Financial Planner and Director of Financial Planning at Great Point Wealth Advisors, a fee-only registered investment advisory firm with offices in Boston and Danvers, Massachusetts. Welcome to our April edition of Financial Tips for Newer Planners. Uh, as always, I'm joined with my partner, Brandon Parker. Welcome, Brandon. Morning, Matt. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. Thanks for uh, making it up to Danvers to do this uh, recording. Um, today, we're going to be talking about summer budgets. And, you know, when you think about where we are right now in the beginning of April, it might be, you know, you know questioning why are, why are we talking about summer budgets? Um, I'm going to start by trying to paint a little bit of a picture, and then it'll help you understand why we're talking about this today and not in two or three months. So picture this. It's let's say September, October, fall, starting to set into New England, uh, you go to the mailbox or you open up your inbox and you have your most recent credit card statement. It pops up and says your bill is ready to be paid. You open it up, you look at the balance, and right immediately you see the number, and maybe it has a few extra digits or a bigger first digit than you're used to seeing, and you know that there's no way that I can pay this bill off. So, you know, for the, some people, that might create anger. It so others, they might start to get upset. You know what happened? You know, did I actually spend all this money? Where did it? Where? Where? You know, what did it go to? Um, and then you know, maybe some apathy about you know what's what's happening. So you look at the bill, you process it. Maybe you close the email. You come back to it a couple days later, and ultimately, what you end up doing is you pay whatever you can, or maybe you pay the minimum for that month. And you know, you have a maybe a, a plan to chip away at it. And usually, what I find is that by the time most people have a plan like when they get their annual bonus or their tax return to kind of clean up any outstanding credit card debt. So you get through the holidays, you get into February, March, you get a bonus, you get a small tax return, you get that balance down to zero, and you vow that this will never happen again. Now, when we think about that situation, um, I, I don't think when April came around last year, People set out with the goal of I'm going to try to overspend this summer so that I'm you know have some credit card debt that I'm going to have to dig myself out of a hole for the next nine months just to get back to zero to where I am today. So knowing that planning to fail is not what most people do, it's really just the opposite. It's the, you know failing to plan or lack of of, of kind of uh, forward looking. So today we're going to talk a little bit about what that might look like and just a little bit of planning. Um, we're also going to talk about to expect the unexpected. So, you know, every perfect plan is only as good as, you know, once you kind of get smacked in the face, that uh, that plan, you know, is really going to be put to the test. And then really setting some acceptable ranges about what a good summer would look like and what you, you know, maybe you have a little bit of credit card debt, but it's manageable or it's something that, you know, isn't going to kind of, you know, take a whole year to, to chip away at. So um, that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, and then we'll try to give you some action items or things that you can maybe put in play today into your life that you know, might, um, might help you feel more empowered throughout the summer. So first thing we're going to talk about today are what are some of the expenses that creep up when it comes to uh, summer unexpecteds? So Brandon, uh, you know, you've, uh, you know, we kind of think about your, your you know, life last couple summers. I know what you have going on this summer, which is going to be a relatively large bill. But um, you know, what do you see? You know, some of the things that are kind of unexpected expenses that kind of pop into your daily your 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 budget in the summertime. Yeah, it always seems to be the summer, doesn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it might be as simple as vacations. Um, you might be attending other people's weddings. Um, you know, might be just you know an extra night you want to sit out on a patio somewhere and have a couple couple drinks and a couple you know 
extra appetizers that you wouldn't have in the wintertime when it's you know, 45 degrees or colder around here. So yeah, things like that that can kind of sneak up on you and add up over time. Yeah, and I definitely think it's if you live in a, uh, a place that gets cold in the winter, this tends to be, you know, a little bit more of maybe a New England or a Northeast situation. Because if you're, you know, if it's always 70 degrees and sunny, you know, the, the desire to go out on a Tuesday night to grab drinks and sit out on the deck isn't that motivating if you could do it 12 months of the year. But here in New England, where you have a relatively short summer, it's like, hey, I, I got to take advantage of it because who knows? It could be 47 degrees on 4th of July this year. I, you know, I, if it's June 15th and it's nice out, I'm going to go out and hang out with some friends. Um, you know, you, you mentioned kind of weddings. Sometimes you get invited to the wedding, and it, it seems like now most weddings seem to be destination weddings or friends are moving around. So there's, uh, it's not just, you know, go down to the Danversport and, you know, then drive home. It's a flight, a hotel. And, you know, when you think about that, you know, you, you can even have the best budget and say, okay, well, I know the flight is $375. I know our hotel room is 230 bucks. But then there's all these other things that kind of creep up around the wedding. Um, you know, Uber expenses, uh, you know, that unexpected, oh, hey, we're, before the event, we're going to go hang out for a little bit somewhere else. And, you know, those can add, you know, what's a good number, 50, 100, a couple hundred bucks extra to the weekend. Yeah, you know, and sometimes it's buy a new dress, buy, you know, a new suit or rent a suit or whatever it might be um yeah those little secondary things add up even if you do have one free night on uh, on the wedding party yeah so there's a lot of different expenses that can kind of creep into it that aren't necessarily part of your budget and for the most part um you know you might use on a debit card um once the debit card's out of money, then you probably will switch to a credit card. Uh, and it's really easy to kind of just say, hey, you know what, it's it's there. Um, but all those other expenses go on top of any other recurring expenses that you have on that credit card. So if you have your cell phone bill charged or, you know, certain certain monthly subscription charges coming out of there. So all these unexpecteds kind of go on top of what you're already paying. So, you know, when you think about, you know, what... Uh, your choices are, your choices are, well, okay, it's my best friend or a really good friend, and I'm not going to not go to their wedding, so what do I do? Um, so when we think about, you know, kind of setting some expectations or priorities in your, in your summer, that's really what we want to talk about today. So, you know, right now we're sitting in April, you look at your calendar. So one simple thing is take the calendar out or scroll through your phone. And you, by now, you know, when, when would someone, if they were, if there was a wedding in the middle of July, when would they get the invitation? Um, you probably get the invitation about two months ahead, but you get your save the dates usually about six months ahead of time. So you, you should have a pretty good idea when it's going to be. Um, and you know, if it's somebody you're close to, you'll, you have a good sense of where and some of the other kind of ancillary expenses too right so you've got the save the date so you have your calendar you have a list of save the dates and maybe you've already you know you said you haven't gotten the invitation haven't rsvp'd yet but you're already talking about whether or not you're going so you could actually go out to the summer and say okay i've got one wedding i've got three weddings i've got five weddings um what was your busiest wedding season how many save the dates uh did you was the most you ever got yeah the last couple of years were pretty busy um i think we had between myself and my fiance i had seven um last year so yeah this year's a little quieter um most of my friends are, are married at this point but uh yeah that was that was a lot yeah so if you're sitting there with seven save the dates and you already are saying geez month to month things are things are a little bit tough um you know you might have to start to prioritize. So you could just say yes to everything and just run up the credit card debt and say, I'll figure it out when I'm older and you know that's, that's going to be my plan, um, which is a fine plan 
if you don't don't then complain about the credit card bill for the next three years while you're trying to chip away at it. So if if your decision is to just you know go with it, live for today, spend whatever I got to spend, I'll you know I'll figure it out later. That's fine. You just want to own that decision and you know make it part of your mantra of hey that's the bill. I know I'm paying some extra interest, but I'm fine with it. I I've made this choice and and I, I do it again ten times over. Um, but for others, they, they get anxious. They get nervous. They don't necessarily want to be buried in debt to go to somebody else's wedding, but they don't want to disappoint a friend who invited them to their wedding. Um, we're all dealing with these challenges. Um, you know, we were actually one of the first of our friends to get married, and then we started having kids. So, you know, destination weddings were really tough for us. So we got, uh, uh, you know, it was easier for us to say, hey, well, we can't make the wedding, but here's a gift. Um, and, you know, we really wish we could be there. But, you know, travel and daycare and family planning was just, was impossible. Um, so if you don't have the kid's excuse, you know, you might have to be just get a little more of a tough love message. So if you have seven weddings and you maybe can only afford to go to four, you know, put them on the list and say, okay, you know what? I, I, I have to I have to disappoint somebody, and you know what? The one that's the furthest away or is probably going to add the most to my budget. I would love to go, but um, I'm going to send. Uh, I can't attend, and I'm going to send them a gift or a well wishes, you know, present to to let them know that I care and I wanted to be there. Um, I know with our wedding, our our wedding planner told us to plan for more people that are going to show up. So we were actually hoping some people would say no. Uh, so if, depending on where you're going or what venue they're going to, they might you know, appreciate a no from a few people that might be coming from further away. So, um, so one thing you could do is look at your summer events and start to prioritize. So weddings is a big one. Um, you mentioned travel or family. Yep. Um, some families are very organized and they, you know, they've mapped it out and everyone knows where we're going and what we're going and who's paying for what. But some other families are a little bit more, hey, let's do this. Um, you know, so you know, when you think about your family, you, know, you can kind of same idea. You could be proactive. Say, hey, look, you, if you know you've got that sibling or cousin who's always going to come up with a crazy idea at the last minute and then make you feel guilty if you can't go or can't go uh, or don't want to do it. Uh, you might have to be proactive. So you know you've got that uh, last-minute relative, and you don't want to disappoint them. So uh, you can almost rehearse. I mean, me and Brandon were talking about this earlier. You know, um, so if you want to say no, <laughs> how can you say no nicely to a relative? <laughs> yeah, it's always a tricky one, right? Um, you know, there's a few different kind of approaches you can take. Um, one of them is, you know, just to be honest about what you're trying to accomplish and say, hey, you know, we're on a little bit of a tight budget this summer. You know, we have X, Y, Z other activities that we already have planned and we can't make it. I'm sorry. Um, you know, there's also the, the kind of white lies you can tell a little bit like, oh, you know, we have a conflict. It's X, Y, Z. It's some other event that we that we already are going to or, you know, something along those lines as well. Yeah, you just got to make sure all the decision makers have the same <laughs> same story lined up. For sure. Yeah. The other thing you can do um, is practice so uh, and be proactive. So um, if you know that cousin is going to, you know, or I'm going to say cousin, but who knows what they are in your family, but you know they're going to come up with something crazy, you could hey, reach out to them in advance and just say, hey, look, I know each summer we've done some great things and I really appreciate it. Um, this summer is going to be tough for me. So when you come up with the plan, 
uh, you know, maybe leave me off the invite list, or if you could just not invite me this year. I, I really want to be there, but I, I, you know, with work, family, we're trying to save up a few extra bucks for a down payment on a home, or you know, we have, we know we've got three weddings in the fall, we've got to save our money for. Um, and you know, to Brandon's point, they'll appreciate that honesty, and you know, uh, they may give you a hard time or still invite you, but when you when they invite you later and then you say no, they should know that you're it's coming from a good place. Um, so. Get out your dates and start to prioritize. So things that you're being invited to, those are the easy ones. So you've got a weddings, you know, your 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 family goes to the Cape or wants to go to Maine, and you have to decide whether or not you're going to join. Maybe there's a, you know, someone's turning seventy, and there's a cruise that you have to decide if you're going to go on. Um, so you get to prioritize. The other things that kind of pop up that are unexpected. So we talked about expect the unexpected. Those are the dinners out, the you know, the charity golf outing that you get invited to play in, and um, not necessarily, like I said, you can't plan for them all, but you should at least, you're, you're getting some general experience in life. So you know, hey, look, last year I got invited to two charity golf outings when I didn't think I was going to go to any. Um, and I went to both of them. They were great. But once I got there, I bought $100 in raffle tickets, and then we went out for drinks afterwards, and you know, it ended up costing me two or $300. So you know, you're not sure where those charity invites are going to come from, but you might get one or two this summer. So you might say, look, I, if I get two, I'm only going to play in one. Or, you know what, I don't really like golf that much. So I'm going to say no, and maybe I'll meet them out at the bar after the, after the fact. So you can kind of expect the unexpected around, uh, you know, friend get-togethers, charity events, um, concerts. You know, it seems like all the, all the entertainers want to be in New England in the summertime, and there's plenty of venues and things pop up. And Tuesday night, you might want to, your friend wants to go on the weekend, like I said, you don't have to say yes or no right now, but if you kind of look at the last couple summers and say, well, I went to four concerts and I only, I didn't think I was going to any, um, those invites are probably going to show up again this summer. So same idea. You can say, well, I'm, I'm expecting I'll probably get two or three. I'd like to go to one or two, or, you know, I know I definitely want to go to something with this friend because I don't really get to see him a lot in the winter. So maybe I'll be proactive and reach out to them and say, hey, let's, let's do something. I don't, doesn't, we don't have to decide just now, but I'm going to block off, a, you know, some, some of my funds to do this. Do you want to do that with me? Um, so you can kind of be prior, you can kind of ex- expect the unexpected to kind of build out that budget. Um, and we kind of talked about the last one, how to say no to friends. Um, you know, it, there's no uh, perfect way, um, but, you know, being upfront and honest is always probably the best. The white lies, you know, can work sometimes. Uh, you know, so, and then, um, you know, try to be as, as, as proactive. And uh, if, if you're making decisions that align with what your values are, so, you know, what's important to you financially, both either today or in the future, whether that's trying to avoid going into debt or trying to stay disciplined to your savings or you're saving for a goal, whether it be, you know, later this year or a few years out, if you're making decisions that align with those values and things that are important to you, no one's really going to give you a hard time. You know, no one's going to, you know, lose respect in you or stop being your friend because you, you made a decision that was really smart and well thought out and planned and coordinated. Um, if anything, they might be a little bit jealous that you had the discipline to do that. Um, so, you know, knowing that you're going to say no, that idea of FOMO is going to creep in. And that's always going to be a part of life. And, and if you said yes to everything, you'll probably see at least a few social media posts that you're like, oh, I wish I had gone to that too. So there's always going to be more stuff to do than there is money to do it with. Um, you know, but the, the goal of this episode and some of the exercise I would encourage you to do is just do a little bit of planning. So look out three months 
and just say, hey, look, I know over the next three or four months, expenses always pop up. We always spend more money in the summertime. Um, here's what I'm going to do. And you're, you're, you know, maybe you're going to find, hey, I really like kayaking. It doesn't mean you have to go buy a kayak this summer. Um, you might you know, fall in love with or wanting to try surfing once again. You can plan ahead and say, look, I, I, I know I love outdoor sports. Things creep up. I love doing fun things. I'm going to set a budget of $400 for you know, that type of stuff. Um, and then what you can do is maybe over the next three months, knowing that you're that type of person, try to take 100 bucks a month or 100 bucks in each paycheck and uh, put it somewhere that is kind of out of sight, out of mind. And maybe it's the old envelope system. So you might take it out of your check and put it in an envelope and, you know, don't remember where remember where the envelope is. So you don't forget later, but don't remember too well that you can go grab it for uh, you know next month's expenses and things like that. But if you can kind of maybe start to set some money aside now, that'll either reduce the you know the amount of debt you have to build up or you know keep things within range. Um, and the other the other final note and kind of key to success is knowing that you have to have an acceptable range of of outcomes. So if you say uh, I'm not going to have any credit card debt at the end of the summer. That means if you finish the summer with $25 in credit card debt, you failed. $25 in credit card debt is not a big deal. It's not a failure. So you want to make sure you have acceptable ranges. So you know maybe on the plus side, you end with no credit card debt and $500 more in savings than you thought because you were able to manage things a little more effectively. Maybe on the other end, you know, five hundred to a thousand dollars in credit card debt, but you know that you can work some overtime in September, October, and get that done and paid off before the holiday bills start to creep in. So, um, I'm saying maybe fifteen to twenty minutes of planning. You know, like I said, you get your calendar out, do some ballpark things you spent last summer, um, and just have a general idea around it. Um, and it'll really empower you to make good decisions as we get into you know April, May, June, and then you know once you're in the game in July and August, you know doing your best to kind of stay ahead of things. So, um, you know. You know, you know. Ultimately, like I said, there's no there's no perfect solution. When you're you're earlier in your career, you you always want more money, and there's not enough money to do all the fun things that you're going to have opportunities to. Um, you know, hopefully, you can start to, you know, you know, try to try to set priorities and make a few. Uh, maybe, maybe make six out of ten good decisions this summer, um, and you can start to see that you know that'll really start to pay dividends over the course of time. So, um, you know, as we start to wrap up, Brandon, any final tips or maybe someone who's got to plan a wedding? Any other uh, things you you would you know advice you'd give the the listeners? No, just underline a couple things you said that I love. So one is if you go in with a goal, you go in with an idea of what you want to come out of the summer with. It's going to be that much easier to stick to the plan over time. So I really like that. Um, and then the other is kind of know what know what your um, you know your bugaboos are the things that might pop up that might kind of get you for me I know I play more golf in the summer so I tend to spend more money because of that so knowing that ahead of time it allows you to think through all right how do I want to trade off um, what I spend maybe in January so that I can have enough money in the summer to not worry about it it's great excellent well as we say in a lot of these episodes, there's not a perfect strategy or perfect solution for everybody, but there is definitely a right plan or approach for you. Um, so once again, thanks for listening. And until next time, have a good one. Great Points is hosted by Matt Schroeder. Great Point Wealth Advisors is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with the securities laws and regulations. Great Point Wealth Advisors does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through Great Points. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.